sensorious bug. There I was in Winnipeg last week, a city that sounds like it was named after a pirate game show. Winnipeg. Anyway, I was in the process of getting ready to board a plane destined for Hogtown. And you know what, folks? Suddenly I felt headachy. I felt crampy. I felt bloated. And if you really must know, my breasts were aching. Oh. Geez, what's going on, I wondered. What sort of medical emergency is this? And then it dawned on me. Damn it. My period had arrived early. Well, folks, thank God I was in a federally regulated venue, namely Winnipeg Richardson International Airport. Because, you see, when I galloped into the men's washroom, there was a basket of taxpayer-funded tampons for the taking, free of charge. Oh, joy. Thank you, Prime Minister Blackface McGroper, for being such a great supporter of the transgender community and their dingbat allies. And, you know, the fine folks at Winnipeg Richardson International Airport have thought of everything when it comes to men experiencing, you know, that time of the month. You see, there are now little garbage cans in the stalls to dispose of those tampons. <laughs> Isn't that special? Now, the proceeding was a joke. Well, actually, let me clarify, half of the anecdote was a joke. You know, the part about me menstruating. It should go without saying that I don't get periods. Why? Well, because I'm a man, and I don't experience hallucinations, and I don't get drunk in public to the extent that I think I'm having a period. I'm also not insane, Okay, that might be up for debate, but stay with me. And in case you think I'm making this up, the tampons in the men's washroom at the Winnipeg airport is a 100% reality. Here's the photographic evidence. Look at that. A tisket, a tasket. There's a tampon in the basket in the men's room. It's all about Blackface's favorite topic these days, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the way you attain DEI is by, well, destroying female sports and female shelters and female prisons by allowing biological males to invade these female safe spaces. And then you reach out to those men who fancy themselves as women and catering to their non-existent menstrual needs by providing them with tampons. Oh, and because we live in a day and age in which Canada's unofficial slogan is, if it's trans, it's good, and if it's good, it's trans, we don't dare ask a man who thinks he's having a period to actually pay for that feminine hygiene product or to tell them, you know, can you bring your own tampons while on the road? Oh, no, that would be a little insensitive. But riddle me this, my friends. My female colleagues, you know, the actual people who do experience real periods as opposed to pretend periods, they tell me they've never been given free feminine hygiene products. So why do mentally ill men get to receive feminine hygiene welfare? Oops, I almost forgot, folks. Like I said earlier, if it's good, it's trans, and if it's trans, it's good. 
And that's where we are right now, folks, catering to the psychosis of Franken-females and he-she's. After all, we don't want to offend the sensibilities of all the Z's and Zers and B's and V's and assorted other imaginary friends. So we accommodate them constantly. Indeed, we used to make fun of people imagining things, uh, like the comic strip Simon's Imaginary Friend. Here's an example. Lauren says, then I pull out a rocket launcher and boom, their base was down. Simon says, Lawrence, I just asked how World War II ended for my history project. And Lauren says, Simon, you are talking to a cat in a uniform. I don't even exist. The final panel depicts Lawrence the cat fading into the ether as Simon displays a baffling look. Presumably, logic and reason are taking lease yet again in his brain. But now we fully bend the knee to the perverse demands of the pretend people and or those poor souls who continue to suffer from severe hallucinations, whereas once upon a time, the pretend people were placed in psych wards for their protection and ours. Now they are protected and even celebrated by the woke left. Diversity is our strength, you see. You know, I gotta say, especially during this cold snap right now, Argentina is looking really, really good these days, especially since examples of the pretend people abound. So it is that shop teacher Carrie Lemieux straps on a pair of fake Z-cup boobs, dresses like a stripper, and rebrands himself as Kayla Lemieux, a.k.a. Busty Lemieux, and the school board, and the teachers' unions, and even that useless minister of education, Stephen Lecce, have no problem with Lemieux parading around in front of minors, existing as a grotesque caricature of a real woman. But then again, what's a woman? Then there's rugby player Tommy Ash Davis. He now identifies as a lesbian, which means that contrary to world rugby rules, he goes out on the field and routinely injures real women because he's on a female team. Real me this, folks. Is this sort of dangerous accommodation truly diversity, equity, and inclusion in action? Or is it simply good old-fashioned misogyny? Then there's Cody Dentremont, who began his pretending phase by pretending to be a female, Desiree Anderson, this was done in order to get into a Windsor women's shelter. Within days, he was promptly charged by Windsor police for sexually assaulting a real woman in the shelter. At G, who could have seen that coming? By the way, Cody slash Desiree is now pretending to be a cat. I'm not making this up, folks, although I really wish I was. The cherry on this sordid Sunday is 50-year-old Nicholas Sapita. He identifies as a 13-year-old girl. This allows Sapita, contrary to world aquatics rules, to swim and change and shower with real female minors. Disgusting. But why? The rules dictate that Sapita should be competing in the other category in compliance with swimming's international governing body. And public decency as well as, oh, you know, that little thing called the Criminal Code of Canada. That dictates 
he should be changing in the men's locker room, or at least the all-gender change room. But no, this selfish and uber-entitled creep demands that he be accepted as a 13-year-old girl. It's absolutely gross. It is odd, though, isn't it? I just excited four examples of men pretending to be women, typically to game the system. But you know something? This unfantastic foursome are not really and totally committed to team femininity, are they? Which is to say, sure, these goofs will don a wig or put on a dress source from Value Village, but what they won't do is actually cut off their beloved wedding tackle. You see, they're just not all that into womanhood. Heck, these dicks won't even don high heel shoes. Even that is too much of an ask when it comes to the discomfort department. They want it both ways. They want to keep their manhood as they pretend to be a member of womanhood. And thanks to the unelected, unaccountable human rights commissions, they're getting away with it. Yep, Christmas is but a distant memory now, but alas and alack, there are still plenty of stale fruitcakes out there in our great dominion. Now, it gets worse. Shockingly, even medical science is catering to the pretend people. My beloved colleague and 100% bonafide woman Sheila Gunn-Reed had an amazing scoop last summer when she reported that the Canadian Cancer Society was urging so-called trans women to consult with a doctor for cervical cancer screenings? Oh, I completely trust Sheila, but I couldn't help think back then that she had been had, she had been pranked. But no, I visited the Canadian Cancer Society's official website, and lo and behold, there it was, a written piece entitled, As a Trans Woman, Do I Need to Get Screened for Cervical Cancer? Here goes, quote, If you're a trans woman, you may not have given much thought to pap tests and cervical cancer, and if you haven't, that makes a fair amount of sense. After all, in order to get cervical cancer, you need to have a cervix, that is the organ that connects the vagina to the uterus. If you're a trans woman and have not had bottom surgery, you aren't at risk for cervical cancer, end quote. Now, the Cancer Society should have quit while they were ahead. Oh, but no, a caveat is included. Quote, if, however, you are a trans woman who has had bottom surgery to create a vagina and possibly a cervix, there's a very small risk that you can develop cancer in the tissues of your neovagina or neocervix. The risk depends on the type of surgery you had, the type of tissue used to create your vagina and cervix, and your personal health history. Talk to your healthcare provider to figure out your specific cancer screening needs as part of your overall pelvic health following surgery. It can be difficult to make cancer screening a priority, especially when there's not a lot of information out there about cervical cancer risks for trans women. You may also be concerned about things like experiencing transphobia during the screening process. 
Maybe you feel you have more pressing health concerns, or maybe you just don't want to think about cancer screening. Still, it's important to take care of your health by getting the cancer screening you need. Screening means checking for cancer before there are any symptoms. Here's the bottom line. If you're a trans woman who's had bottom surgery, discuss your personal risk for cancer in your neo-vagina or neo-cervix with your healthcare provider and come up with a plan for cancer screening that works for you, end quote. Hey, you know, folks, I really wish I took home the barf bag from my Winnipeg to Toronto flight because I think I'm going to hurl. For we have gone from men pretending to have periods to men pretending to have a cervix. And the Cancer Society is catering to these delusions. Don't we have a healthcare system fraying at the seams right now? And why should bearded Bubba take away a spot from bona fide woman Betty? You know, the person that might actually be at risk from cervix cancer. Oh, I forgot. The Cancer Society is concerned about transphobia. In fact, they seem more concerned about the hurt feelings of a mental patient than they are with actual medical science. So it is they will pretend that the pretend woman has a pretend cervix and go through the, the motions of pretending to do a pretend cervix examination just so, you know, nobody gets offended or anything like that. Still, I just had to hear this woke rubbish from the horse's mouth, so I called the Canadian Cancer Society's toll-free helpline pretending to be a trans woman. You're not going to believe your ears. Yes, hello there. Um, I am a, a trans woman, and I'm calling about uh, getting a, um, a cervix exam uh, scheduled. Can you help me with that? Yes, it's L4C9V2. Mm. Okay. Um, and just your name? My name is Davida. Mm. Okay, and how do you spell that? D-A-V-I-D-A. -A. Mm. Okay, and what's your last name? M-E-N-Z-I-Z-I-E-S. Mm. No, I I use a telephone because I'm a trans woman with a trans woman problem. I need to have my cervix looked at. Mm. Okay, perfect. So I'm gonna find if um. So do you per, do you have a family doctor already? No, it's hard finding a trans doctor for my trans concerns. Hmm. Mm. Um, so what I would suggest is to go to your local walk-in clinic, um, and the doctor there will be able to perform the exam for you, um, and they can also refer you to a gynecologist who can um, also do it at one of their offices. Oh, thank God for that, because I don't want to get cancer of my cervix. Mm. Yeah, I can understand your concerns. Um, so those... Um, so, getting a pap smear, so um, there are some guidelines.
guidelines for that. I can let you know the guidelines if you're uh, interested. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, so basically, so screening for cervical cancer. Um, so they would be having a regular pap test. Um, so this would happen by the age of 21, and you'll need a pap test every one to three years. Okay. Um, all of that is depending on previous pap test results. So if there are abnormal abnormal cells, um, you might get a pap test earlier than the suggested time frame. Mm. Thank you. you. You can't believe the amount of transphobia that is out there. Mm. Yeah, I can see how difficult that might be for you. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your help. I'll go to the walk-in clinic to get my cervix looked at, and I really appreciate uh, your compassion. Mm. Oh, no problem. If you ever need anything else or any more information, you can always give us a call back, okay? Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Mm. No problem. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm. Well, isn't that special? Indeed, what happened to that old COVID-19 chestnut? You remember, follow the science. You know the drill, wear masks, even though masks are useless. Take that COVID-19 vaccine and all those multiple boosters, even though that crap doesn't work either. But never mind, follow the science. And science is science. A member of Homo sapiens with the X and Y chromosomes will always be a male, even if he takes estrogen, and even if he has his genitals sliced and diced to look like, a, what was that called again? Oh yeah, a neo-vagina. Yet, what did we see occur in the medical field earlier this month? Well, veteran Montreal doctor Raymond Briere was suspended for three months by Quebec's medical college after arguing with a transgender patient about the use of pronouns and whether or not the patient was a woman. For the record, the patient is not a woman. He's a man. But whatever. So again, our overstressed healthcare system gets further overstressed thanks to a self-entitled mental patient filing a complaint over hurt feelings. You know what, folks? Why is it that every single doctor in the province of Quebec, is not demonstrating against this woke, nonsensical shakedown. Is it too controversial? Or do these MDs actually subscribe to radical trans ideology? If that's the case, then they should kindly resign, for they are a disgrace, a disgrace to the medical profession. But I don't want to leave you depressed regarding the pretend people who make up the transanity community because blowback is starting to emerge, thankfully. Did you happen to see the smackdown on wokeism delivered by Argentinian President Javier Malay at the World Economic Forum the other day? Check it out. I say that the West is endangered. And I say this precisely because in those of our countries that should defend the values of the free market, private property, and the other institutions of libertarianism, sectors of the political and economic establishment, some due to 
mistakes in the theoretical framework and others due to a greed for power are undermining the foundations of libertarianism, opening up the doors to socialism and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery and stagnation. It should never be forgotten that socialism is always and everywhere an impoverishing phenomenon that has failed in all countries where it's been tried out. It's been a failure economically, socially, culturally, and it also murdered over a hundred million human beings. Do not be intimidated, intimidated either by the political class or by parasites who live off the state. Do not surrender to a political class that only wants to stay in power and retain its privileges. You are social benefactors, you're heroes, you're the creators of the most extraordinary period of prosperity we've ever seen. Let no one tell you that your ambition is immoral. If you make money, it's because you offer a better product at a better price, thereby contributing to general well-being. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this story. And rest assured that as from today, Argentina is your staunch, unconditional ally. Thank you very much, and long live freedom. Damn it. Oh, that's my kind of El Presidente. And check out the most refreshingly honest commentary against the Rainbow Mafia that I have heard to date when UFC fighter Sean Strickland utterly destroyed some effeminate jock sniffer journalist at a Toronto press conference. Are you Canadian? Uh, of course I am. Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are uh, you? Uh, I don't know how to phrase that. You? I mean, you got like fucking. Oh, yeah. Well, I did want to ask. Did you vote for Trudeau? Uh, you know, I'm not going to say. And, and let me tell you something right now. If a man says he's not going to say, like, if you ask a motherfucker, did you vote for Biden? He's like, well, I'm not going to say that's none of your business. He voted for fucking Biden. Sean, so, hey, Sean, I'm glad you've had great experience. So this is our, this but, is what I'm talking about, you guys. The enemy, the enemy of Canada. Sure, sure. All right. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think. I'd oh, look, another another. Yeah, these, I'm saying the, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star. And, and someone let me ask model. you something are you, you are you are you gay no are you with more diverse are you let me know are you gay can i hear can i get an answer well no, i'm asking I'm, this is a part of are you are you a gay man i'm an ally of the community okay if you had a son and he was like you know you had a son he was gay you'd be like oh man you don't you don't want a grandkid no problem with it oh man well you, dude you're a weak fucking man dude you're like you're part of the fucking problem you elected justin trudeau like would you fucking when he sees the bank accounts like you're just fucking pathetic and and the fact that the fact that you have no fucking backbone and and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You asked me some stupid shit like that. Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. I feel like that doesn't really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when uh, when they know what and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's like hey, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? 
you're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. You know, I'm not a big fan of profanity, but wow, that was so refreshing. And that's the thing, isn't it? There is a lot more of us, i.e. sane people, than there are of them, i.e. mentally ill, pretend people and their enablers. Going forward this year and beyond, let's speak out against transanity, especially when it affects our children. Let's subscribe to a brand new MAGA, namely Make Asylums Great Again. Let's get back to the good old days when tranny trouble meant that the gear shift was slipping from drive into neutral. info on the 50-year-old man in Canada who enjoys competing in the pool against and changing in the same dressing room as young teenage and prepubescent girls. There was another swim meet this weekend. This time, Nicholas Cepeda, who goes by the name Melody Wiseheart, competed against girls between the ages of 13 and 16. Again, He's 50 and claims that he's a woman. Rebel News reporter, my hero, David Menzies, tried to get inside the meet to report on what is happening, but he was stopped by police. David, it's an honor to meet you. Huge fan of your work. Thank you for being here. Oh, Megan, uh, you're too kind, and thank you for those kind words. And believe me, the uh, feeling is mutual. I'm a huge fan of yours, and you're doing great work. And yes, to your point, we have been chasing Nicholas Apida to get him on record um, regarding how it is a 50-year-old man can identify as a 13-year-old girl. Or should I be calling him under his alias, Melody Wiseheart? I mean, don't ask me how I know this, Megan, but does, that name sounds like a, uh, a porn actress's name to me. But yeah, don't ask me there is a pornographic element to this story, is there not? And that is... He not only gets to swim with the 13-year-old girls, but he also gets to change and shower with them. Now, oh what God, happened on. on Saturday, my super producer, Efren, and I, we got up super early to get there before 6 in the morning to see if we could scrum him coming in to the Pan Am Center. And I found out uh, from sources inside the center that Swim Ontario, which is the provincial regulatory body, is doing everything they can to aid and abet him, and beginning with sneaking him in a side entrance that we were not aware of. The Pan Am Centre in Toronto is a huge uh, recreational and swimming um, uh, facility, Megan. But worse than that is the fact that the Toronto Police Service was on hand. They ramped up security. They had something like four police SUVs. I mean, in a part of town, Scarborough, that you've got murder, assault, rape, carjacking. But suddenly, all these police officers 
are taking in a swim meet. And why? Well, Megan, the reason is to basically redoes the riot act. Um, the police came out at one point with a, um, they were delivering something to me from the Pan Am Center, which was a trespass notice. Now, I guess in Toronto, um, I, it looks like the cops are not only giving free coffee and donuts to the pro Hamas demonstrators on cold days. I guess they're doing the courier work for the Pan Am Center. This is and unbelievable. We, we, ha we have a little bit of this, David. I want to show it because yes, you caught this you. on camera. Let's watch a little bit in SOT 30. And so we're going to be issuing you a trespass notice. But I'm on a public sidewalk, sir. Um, the Pan Am Center is, is designated this. Is, it's their property. They want you to move out to the street. I am not on their property. I'm on the sidewalk, and that's uh, a road. That's the King's Highway. So I have not gone in there, and I'm not trespassing. We know there's a 50-year-old man uh, going okay. into the change um, room. Hold on, no, no, officer, excuse me. As you guys know, yeah. this is public property here, yeah. and so he's going to be allowed to stay here. There's a 50-year-old man yeah, going no into the change room. No, 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 wait a minute. No, no, not coming. Officer, I'm asking you to uphold your oath. He is. This is a crime against Section 173.1 and 173.2 of the Criminal Code, officer. What are you going to do about the pervert? What are you going to do about a 50-year-old man? Thank you. Take care of yourself, all right? Are you serious? Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. And, and they are. What, what criminal violation is there? Yes, I'll read it verbatim, uh, Megan. 173.1 states, quote, Everyone who willfully does an indecent act in a public place in the presence of one or more persons or in any place with intent to insult or offend any person is guilty of an indictable offense and is liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than two years, end quote. And Megan, Section 173.2 states, quote, an indecent exposure charge under this section of the code means that the person charged is accused of exposing their genital organs to a person under the age of 16. Because this offense involves a minor, it is more serious than an indecent act charge, end quote. Here's the thing, Megan. This, the athletic bodies, at least in Canada, they're saying uh, we have no choice but to, to uh, cater to uh, these transgender activists because the human rights commissions and the human rights tribunals have told us to do that. But these are non-elected, unaccountable, bureaucratic, woke bodies, Megan. They do not trump the law of the land. They do not trump the criminal code of Canada. But as you saw, it looks like, according to those police, not only are we not going to arrest um, someone who might be a sexual pervert, but we're going to try to shut down journalism and lie about um, public property being private property. This is an outrage. My goodness, if this happened in your country with the First Amendment, I think we're talking about a major lawsuit. Yes. I mean, the... The problem with that criminal statute is if you, if you have to prove that Melody has, quote, an, an intent to offend, you may not get there. However, this is the problem with so many of these men posing as women, that there is a huge proportion that actually it's not that they're trying to offend anybody. It's that they're trying to get off on the situation, that they find it sexually gratifying to be parading around 
naked or in the presence of women while dressed as a woman or purporting to be a woman. And it's even worse when for some reason, this person is intentionally choosing very young, underaged girls. This is not, these are not girls on the brink of womanhood. These are 12 and 13 year olds. Not that it would be any better if they were all 17, but it's, this is ridiculous. So my question to you is, I like what, how is it that the parents, and I understand Canada's more liberal than we are, but how are the parents not literally jumping in the pool and stopping Melody, jumping into the locker room, throw, why aren't they out there with you saying, this is an outrage, thank you, thank God you showed up, David. Well, I wanna address two important points that you've touched upon, Megan. One, um, you know, as my boss Ezra Levant likes to say, if you have oh, the man. misfortune of going into the woods and you find yourself between bear cubs and mama bear, guess what? You are residing in the most dangerous piece of real estate on planet Earth. You are a goner, uh, even if you meant no harm. Mama bear and papa bear in Canada, I don't know anything about competitive swimming. My boys, when they were young, were in hockey, lacrosse, football, and soccer. But in competitive swimming, uh, it's a matter of either they're so afraid of being, um, you know, canceled in our cancel culture by the usual suspects, or they actually subscribe to the uh, idiotic mantra of trans women are real women. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing about what are the real intentions, Megan, World Aquatics, to its credit, that's the international governing body for swimming around the world. World Aquatics last year came up with an other category. So if you're transgender, you're not going to the male division, you're not going to the female division, we are going to accommodate you. We're not going to ban you from the pool, but you're going to swim in the other category. Guess what, Megan? At the World Swimming Championships last October in Berlin, Germany, can you imagine how many transgender uh, swimmers showed up for the other category? Well, the word rhymes with hero. That's right, not a single one. So I'm beginning to think, Megan, to your point earlier, is there more to this than just getting in the pool? Is it about changing in a female change room, invading a female safe space, showing your junk, Look at this. showering with them? People say this, this is, is a man. We're showing a picture. This is a inclusion. man. This is a fully grown man who's about to jump yep. into this pool or just did with 13 year olds. Yes. No, yes. these are all important questions to ask. I mean, and the fact that there's no age limit, because we looked that up too. There is no age limit. The athletes are seated by entry time, regardless of their age. I am praying. I am begging right now. I am publicly begging Riley Gaines, who's been so amazing on this issue, who is a, an NCAA championship swimmer. Please go to Canada. Please race oh, in one of these races. And I would love try the to make the point. To just try to make, if there's no limitation, if you can, it doesn't matter how old she can get in and she will crush every girl there and maybe get a conversation about fairness started because they won't allow the way in to be the fact that it's a 50 year old man pretending to be a woman. Maybe they'll get upset when an NCAA championship swimmer who's 29 or whatever she is, 27, gets out there and starts swimming. I love, like, this is insane to me. I do want to show this too, David. You did catch up or you didn't, you chased down uh, Melody Wisehart in the following video, which we have, Sat 31. Finally have a definitive answer to where Nicholas Sapita changes and showers. It is in the girls' dressing room. I saw it myself with my own eyes. 
He didn't go into the male dressing room. He didn't go into the family dressing room. Mr. Sapita, what, what is your deal? Why are you swimming with 13-year-olds? Why are you breaking world aquatic rules? Why are you a coward? Do you have a, do you have a record of sexual perversion? Protect me from these people. Pr protect us from what? Where are you going? Here's the crazy thing, David. No, no one would be bothering, quote, Melody, if Melody decided that he was a she, which isn't really a thing, but whatever, you do you. There's a lot of mental illness out there. Nobody would have bothered him. That, what he what is, is injecting himself into a little girl's sacred space that they need protection from him. He doesn't need protection from you. You know what? You're right. Uh, I call it transanity. It's the intersection where transgenderism and insanity collide, uh, Megan. But you notice that quote, the only quote he's ever given us was that one. It's very telling, isn't it? Somebody protect me from these people, right? We meant him no harm unless you consider, I don't know, impolite or insensitive questions a weaponized thing. But that tells me all his life, he has been protected. You know what? Uh, I'm a girl. I'm going to wear a dress. Hey, you go, Nicholas. You know what? I'm going to swim with 13-year-old uh, athletes, uh, female athletes, that is, uh, because I identify as a 13-year-old girl. Oh, good for you. You go, girl. All his life, it seems to me, this guy has been mollycoddled into believing that he is a legit 13-year-old girl. And when somebody gives him a little blowback, um, Protect me, protect me from these people. Unbelievable. And Megan, Shame if I may. Shame on you, the Orangeville Otters, for allowing this. Shame on you, Swim Ontario, for allowing this. You're facilitating a dangerous situation for minors. Everybody here ought to be brought up on charges. This is outrageous. This is, if God forbid, God forbid this turned into something where he took advantage of the situation. They'd all get sued and, and there would be a legit lawsuit. I'm not suggesting that's where this is going, but how do we know? We don't know anything about him. And there's a reason that we have women's only spaces and girls only swimming and girls locker rooms and girls sports. And this just makes a mockery of it all. I'll give you the last word, David. Yeah. Um, one of my last words is, uh, first of all, Orangeville Otters, their swim club, if you can imagine, and I welcome your viewers to go on to their website, they actually have a so-called Swimmer's Bill of Rights. And codified in that, maybe because of Nicholas Sapita, is the right for an adult to identify as a child. I'm not making this up. And, you know, Megan, oh um, please give me insight, given that you are a woman. I know there's some U.S. Supreme Court justices that have difficulty defining a woman. Uh, but nevertheless, where in blue hell is the feminist movement? Because if you believe this accommodation of a 50-year-old man as a 13-year-old girl is an example of diversity, equity, and inclusion, you're dead wrong. This is garden variety misogyny. This is an indirect way of violence against women and girls. It is about invading women's safe spaces. I'm not a parent, I'm not a feminist. I should have no skin in the game. We are doing all we can, including phoning 911 uh, to report that. And when we go back to the police to say, what's the status of the investigation? You know what they say to us, Megan? File a freedom of information request. They won't even be transparent about a 911 call that 
I myself made. What a horrible state of affairs. Oh my God. Riley, her, her fiance, I think is also a championship swimmer. It's a guy. And she said as talented as Riley was that her, her, her fiance can crush her in the pool. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the, the male advantage, the same way the 1000th rank tennis player could absolutely crush and did Serena and Venus Williams, uh, number one in the world at the time. So we need Riley and her husband to go up there, say that they want to swim with the otters, that they both identify as 13 year. Like, let's make this so absurd that the, even the Canadians are going to have to see reason and protect these little girls. I just want to tell the audience before I let you go, David is the same guy. We have time. I'm going to steal an extra 30 seconds. Who is responsible for this amazing clip? I mean, he's spending a long time trying to stand up for young Canadian children being exploited by this woke ideology. Do you remember when he confronted Kayla Lemieux, who was actually a guy <laughs> wearing these enormous breasts? And he caught, quote, Kayla without the breast that Kayla was telling the New York Post he grew naturally because of his gynomastia. We've got to play the clip. It's hot 33. Where are your breasts? Why are you dressing inappropriately in front of children? Can you believe it, folks? Like a cornered rat. He ran for the hills. He didn't even have the guts to come back to his car. He's abandoned it here. He called an Uber. But did you notice? No breasts. But Lemieux, I thought you told the world via the New York Post and the Toronto Sun that those were real mammary glands. God bless you. Thank you for doing this and putting the lie to what these kids are doing, or what these people are doing to our kids. All the best to you and Rebel News and Ezra. See you, David. Megan, can I add one last point? I know you're pressed yeah. for time. You know, during the miserable COVID years, we kept hearing from the woke left, follow the science, follow the science, get vaccines, get booster shots, socially distance, wear your face diaper. What happened to the science called biology? Twas ever thus, male and female sports were divided by the sexes with the exception of equestrian and auto racing for obvious biological reasons. What happened to the science there? Because right now, if you are transgender, you don't have equal rights, you have special rights, and yeah. women around the world are suffering from it. It is a disgrace. Oh, amen. We'll stay in touch. Let us know what the next chapter is, David. All the best. Tons of feedback and justifiably angry feedback at that regarding a report on a Peterborough convenience store clerk. His name would be Tejeshwar Kalia, who he was arrested by Peterborough police for assault. What was his egregious crime? Well, somebody went into his store armed with a baseball bat, allegedly used it on Mr. Kalia. A scuffle ensued. Mr. Kalia got possession of the baseball bat and used it on the would-be robber. And guess what? He gets charged with assault. Wow. Way to go, Peterborough Police Service. Jason Briscoe writes, The clerk is allowed to not only defend himself, he is allowed to give chase and arrest. During said arrest, he is allowed to use force 
And if that means using the bat to incapacitate the robber, he's entitled to, well, awful policing. Well, I'll tell you, my friend, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the ins and outs, but this is very important, folks. We have reached out to the store. Um, we wanted to get in touch with Mr. Kalia because in addition to covering this miscarriage of justice, we think we want to crowdfund legal fees for his defense. If any of you out there know how to get in touch with this person, please reach out to us at tips at rebelnews.com. That's tips at rebelnews.com. Dominic Blay writes, people of Peterborough should call for resignation of the chief. Victims should sue police for charter violation and claim damages. He has all the more reason why we need a lawyer for this kid. And uh, really, what is it with Peterborough police? Stu Betts is the new chief there. He replaced the old chief that uh, went on a jihad against um, anti-lockdown protesters, uh, including arresting Maxime Bernier and Randy Hillier. And yours truly, I remember the officer's notes. I was seen in public shaking hands and <gasps> laughing. And now we got Stu Betts running the show there. Um, more like Stu Gatz. I think my Italian friends get that joke. Hart Fisher writes, I would like the police chief to publish the video to prove Rebel News wrong. Until then, Circle K better fully stand with their clerk. Well, two things, my friend. Circle K, the corporate office that is, could easily send along that person's contact information or give him our contact information. We really do want to help him. Secondly, when it comes to the police and the video evidence, one of the factors that we mentioned in our report is how Chief Betts went on this social media tirade about um, how great the Peterborough police are. And basically, in my view, uh, implicating that Mr. Kalia was guilty of something. I think at best, Chief Betts has prejudiced the case against this convenience store clerk. Again, what an absolute disgrace. Well, that wraps up tonight's version of the Ezra LeVent Show. The big boss man, he'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, folks, as always, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>